There are three main learning curves to becoming a government contractor that I want to talk about with you today. The first one is being a business owner. Most people don't realize this, but being a business owner, like a really good business owner, is probably one of the most important things that you need to master. And it's often a learning curve. The reason it's often a learning curve is because most of the people that are coming into government contracting, this is their first business. They've never owned or ran or even worked in a capacity where they were running a business. They may have seen some of those things from the sidelines, but they've never done it. And so if this is your first business, that's a learning curve. And when I think about the challenge of being a business owner, it's not just, well, how do I run a business? There's a lot more to it than that. And it starts off with sales and marketing and finance, like how are you going to do your books and things like that. It's managing employees sometimes. There are a lot of little bitty nuances to being a business owner, being a successful business owner, that if you don't understand those components, it's going to make running the business very, very hard. Now, you may be saying, well, Mike, that doesn't apply to me because I've been a business owner for a really long time. Well, if you've only been a government contracting business owner, there's a chance it does apply to you because if you got into government contracting and it was the first business you ever owned, you likely did not learn or at least had to learn the hard way a lot of those fundamentals to being a business owner because the tendency that I see a lot in, in government contracting is people get into this business and think that a lot of the basic rules don't apply to them. They think, well, I don't need to master sales and marketing. I don't need to master cash flow management. I don't need to master all of these things because I'm a government contractor. As a government contractor, I just need to learn how to bid, win, and do the work. Those couple of things, and that is it. When I get into working with a company, whether they're brand new in business or if they're on the flip side and they've been in business for 15 years and I start looking at the underlying problems of their business, a lot of it's very fundamental stuff. Sales and pipeline management. How are you managing the, the pipeline that you have? Communicating your value. How are you doing that? Are you doing the right things when it comes to the proposal process or the quote process? Do you understand your pricing and your margins and all of that kind of stuff? Do you understand that the game is not about revenue, it's about profit? Do you understand that? Do you understand how to replicate yourself? I can't tell you how often I'll sit down with a business owner who's been doing this 10, 15, 20, 25 years and say, show me what's on your plate. Why are you so busy? I'll sit down and start looking at it and they're like, well, in addition to running the sales department, I'm like, wait a minute, you're a 50 person company. Why are you running the sales department? Well, you know, I just can't find anybody else that can do it. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. What else are you doing? Well, I'm doing the accounting in the business. Why are you doing the account? Well, there's really just nobody else that can do it. And then we'll go down the rabbit hole and there's all of these things that they are doing. And the best way to look at it is they're not necessarily doing it up to par. But because they've kind of pulled a bunch of things together, they have this approach where it's, it's really half-baked overall, but it's so delicate that they can't hand it off to somebody else because they haven't systematized anything. They haven't sat down and figure out how to train others on what they're doing. And 
if you think, gosh, Mike must be talking directly to me. In fact, I've got some clients that you're probably thinking, oh, he must be talking directly to me. He was using our coaching session for this podcast, sort of. It may have been inspiration, but I've had this conversation countless times over the years, countless times with CEOs and executives that have risen to a level that they realize, hey, this is a really difficult job. I'm not just the CEO. I'm also the lead accountant. I'm the lead salesperson. I'm the lead person in HR. I'm the lead person in the website design. I'm the lead person in product development. I'm the lead person in fill in the blank all the way across the company. And that happens over and over and over and over again. I see it all the time because they lack the fundamental business skills to learn how to delegate and scale and grow. Did you know we have our own government contracting community? It's called Federal Access. And inside Federal Access, you have all the tools, tips, strategies, documents, templates, everything you're ever going to need to be a government contractor. But you also get brought into our ecosystem. You get into our private LinkedIn group and you get into our live events and all that kind of thing when you become a member of Federal Access. To learn more, go to federal-access.com forward slash game changers. Now let's get back into this episode. So when you're looking at the challenges to becoming a government contractor, the first one is, are you a good business owner? Because if you're not, if you have challenges, it's going to make everything else more difficult. That's that foundational layer is becoming a really good business owner. Now, here's the secret. No one ever starts off as a really good business owner. Here's the other secret. It's a continual process of improvement. I am constantly learning new things about being a better business owner and having aha moments about how we run the business, how we grow the business, how we scale the business, how I get more free time for myself, how we become more profitable. It is a never ending journey of learning and tweaking. So regardless of where you are, the fact that you've started, if you're listening to this and you've started, you're in a good place. Don't stop learning. Continually learn about the little fundamentals like your accounting and your finance. Not so that you become an expert in those areas, but you learn how to delegate, how to make systems and things like that. You need to keep learning. If you're a solopreneur, you're going to need to learn how to perfect a lot of those things simply so you can execute on them because you are the person because you're the only one, right? But as you start to grow, you've got to figure out how to delegate those things and how to be a real business owner, which means working more on the business than in the business. And that's a key factor there. The second thing that I want to talk about here today is understanding the nuances of government. That's another layer that you have to figure out. And this is often the layer that when I get to with folks that are trying to enter the market, where I say, look, there's so much to overcome for you because you don't have the knowledge. You don't have the time. You don't have the interest. You don't have the desire. There's so much for you to overcome in this second learning curve that it doesn't make sense for you to become a government contractor. It doesn't. Now, what do you have to learn how to be a government contractor? Well, there are a lot of things. You have to adapt everything on the fundamental side of business, like your sales and your marketing and your pricing and your proposals. You have to learn how to adapt that to the government language. 
the government speaks its own language. You have to learn things like the FAR, the Federal Acquisition Regulations. You have to learn how those work for you and against you in certain situations. You have to understand the proposal process and how that works. You have to understand how statuses work and how they don't work, right? You know, you have to learn both sides of that. If there's small business programs or different things that are out there, things like simplified acquisition and how those rules work, you have to learn those in order to navigate the government waters. That is the area that we play the most in. We play the most in this space where we're in this second learning curve, teaching business owners how to become really good at being a government contractor. You know, what are the strategies and the tactics, you know, that art and science of government contracting? That's where we play a lot of our time with our clients, helping them figure out, hey, how do I market to the government? How do I sell to the government? How do I have a conversation with a contracting officer? How do I find their information, right? All those little things that make you more successful. How do I create opportunities instead of just hunting for stuff on Sam.gov? What is Sam.gov? use that, right? Do I need a GSA schedule? Do I not need a GSA schedule? There's so many little things to becoming a government contractor, but I think out of the three, that's often one of the fairly easy components because I can teach people all of that type of stuff. Now I've talked about being a business owner. That's one learning curve. The second learning curve being a government contractor. It's easy for me because that's where we niche in which brings me to my third one, is niching in a specific area. That's often what trips people up. Even if you are a mediocre business owner and you kind of maybe know a little bit about government contracting, it's the niche that messes people up all the time. What I see a lot of times is people get in this business and they want to sell 18 things. They're like, Mike, you don't understand. I'm an IT services company and IT services is not this little bitty thing. It's this ginormous thing that can include anything, literally anything technology related. So it could be we're selling equipment to the government. We could be installing that equipment. We could be doing cybersecurity. We could be doing custom software development. The list goes on and on and on. But it's not just IT folks. Let's say you are in the construction business and all of a sudden you're like, well, the construction thing, you know, we, we have some contracts that are percolating. But while we're waiting on that, let's get into the janitorial business. And while we're waiting on that, you know, we have a really good team of mechanics that fix our stuff. Why don't we do some maintenance on heavy equipment for the government? We'll bid on some of those contracts. And while we're doing that, I saw this opportunity that popped up on Sam yesterday for, you know, tree trimming. Let, let's go chase that. And oh, I saw this opportunity on Sam, and that's usually how the conversation starts. Is I saw this opportunity on Sam for toilet paper, and I think we should go after that. You find yourself in a situation where you're forcing yourself to learn things that you shouldn't have to learn. Let me say that again. You're forcing yourself to learn things you shouldn't have to learn. Now, I want you to think about something for a minute. The first time you got on a bike, did you just take off? Some of you did. Most people, you get on a bike, you're scared. You're thinking about pedaling and balance and where your hands go and where are the brakes. And you're thinking through all these things and you get a little bit older and it's driving a car and you're thinking through the mirror, the seatbelt, adjusting the seat, the steering wheel. You know, is it my turn to go? How do I parallel park? You're thinking through all this stuff. You're thinking and it's exhausting thinking through all of that type of stuff. Anytime you're learning something new, especially something complicated, like, and you're going to say, Mike, this is a dumb example, but let me go down the rabbit hole for a minute. Right? How could tree trimming be exhausting? 
Well, do you know anything about tree trimming? Because if you don't know anything about tree trimming, you're going to kill the trees. Now, unless it's cutting out the trees project, which isn't as difficult, unless they're near buildings or fences or things like that, because you could really do some damage if you don't understand that. You may say, well, Mike, I'm just going to hire somebody. Well, how do you know how to hire the right person to do that? Well, I'll just hire a company out of the phone book or out of Google that I, I saw that does tree trimming. Well, how do you know they're giving you the best price? How do you know they're the right company to do that? Well, you don't know. You've got to do what? What's the key word? You've got to educate yourself a bit on tree trimming just to outsource tree trimming. You do. In order to do it right, you've got to do that. So if you apply that to other things, if you apply it to IT, when you think about, hey, although our focus is the cybersecurity space, well, where in cybersecurity? Is it hardware? Is it software? Is it policies and procedures? Is it a custom thing you've developed, whether it is an actual hardware component or software? Where do you focus in cybersecurity? You can niche that down. Where do you focus in IT? Where do you focus in construction? Instead of just saying, well, we'll do anything in construction. Well, construction's a big area. Anywhere from installing fences and drainage stuff to you know digging ditches and things like that to building a building. Where do you focus? The niche area is what trips people up. So here's my advice when you're dealing with the niche area. Focus on what you already know and go narrow. Focus on one thing. Now, does that mean you can't sell your other services? Absolutely not. But your focus, when you're hunting for RFPs, when you're talking to government contractors, when you're talking to teaming partners, your focus needs to be solely on the one thing you already know because then guess what happens? Now you're down to two learning curves instead of three. And if you're even a mediocre business owner, you can eliminate that one. And now you really have one major learning curve, which is government contracting. So if you can reduce the amount of learning, you make it easier to give your attention to the one thing, the government contracting side of things, you make it easier to give your attention to that so you can accelerate as a government contractor. So those are my tips for those learning curves, being a business owner, understanding government contracting, and niching down. If you look at those the way I just kind of described for you and eliminate the two, I guarantee you, you're going to move way faster in this market. You're going to have greater success and you won't have the struggles of waking up one day going, Mike, we're a construction firm, but we've only won tree trimming jobs that are really a pain in my butt, but I can't get rid of it because we've built up a client base and guess what? It's the only past performance we have. Because that will create a problem six months, a year, two years from now, because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not focused in the area you're supposed to focus in. Please take my advice on this. It'll make life much easier. And if you decide you need help with the government contracting area of this, it'll make that easier. It'll make that coaching more effective for you. If you have any questions, you know how to reach me. We'll see you next time. I really hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast and screenshot it and tag me on LinkedIn or whatever social media you use. So thank you again for joining us today and we'll see you next time.